Golden Gals acknowledge the traditional owners of the land and the elders past, present and emerging. Hello, Hello. I'm Liz Golding. And I'm Evie Golding. And And together we are the Golden Gals. Well, don't we have a fabulous episode for you today. It's going to be an amazing one. We chit chat quite a bit and it's lots of laughs and fun. So we'll get into it and mum will introduce the fabulous Alicia. Alicia Crassagrande from Feel Be Look has the most fabulous mindset and takes her clients into her community and helps them shift their mindset to achieve their goals. Over 13 years, Alicia has helped thousands of women feel, be and look confident. It's all about fitness, food and fashion. The support of surrounding yourself with a squad of like-minded women, creating long-lasting good habits and having the support of a personal stylist, health coach and personal trainer all in one. She's got a podcast and she's your best hype girl with pep talks and a whole lot of I got your back vibes. The thing I love about her is that she is not judgmental. She's so motivating and it is the Golden Girls pleasure to talk with Alicia from Feel Be Look. Honestly, thank you so much for having no, me. It's, thank you. It's, Super fun. It's, it's, it sounds so cringy, but it's like a dream to, oh, to sit here so with sorry. you and just and to see you face to face again. It's yeah, been such nice. a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is no, nice. Definitely. I've been looking forward to it, yeah. Oh. Like I said, we kind of start every interview um, with a beautiful question just to break the ice, but what are you loving and loathing in the hair, fashion and beauty scene? Oh, all three? Yeah. Oh, whatever you pick. <laughs> The, the world's your oyster. Okay, well, I'm just going to go be honest yeah, straight off the I bat. I love it. In the hair space, I would say that I've been having these conversations, and this sounds so daggy. Mm. I am super grey underneath all this, br- <laughs> all this brunette. And I sort of said to my husband, I'm at a real sticking point because we're about to move away. I'm about to leave my hairdresser for 12 months. And I said, I get about three weeks out of a colour now before yeah. the greys are coming through thick and fast. And I said, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I just succumb to it. Can I, can I do that? Because yeah. my mum's in her 50s and she still hasn't. And my husband is off the impression. He sort of says, well, just embrace it. Just go, Grey. And I think, oh. Well, that's easy for you. Say oh, that's, so. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah. So at the moment, I've been looking up ideas and trying yeah, yeah. to get inspiration of, well, is this doable? Like, is, is Grey cool? No, I don't know how to make Grey cool. So I'm honestly considering it. And mm. I'm loving seeing examples of that yeah, at the yeah. moment and how they make it work. So I don't know. Do you have any <laughs> suggestions for yeah. me? It's honestly like one of the main things that my clients ask me at the moment, like older, even young, like girls who have two or three greys coming through, they're like, so when should I embrace it? Like, well, you've only got three, so you've got to get a few more first. (laughs) Sorry to be a downer, but, but it's a really, I think it is a good thing to start thinking about in the sense of you get it done every three weeks. That that is a lot of money. It's an investment in yourself to color your hair that much. And, you know, you feel good, but it's also sometimes you've got to understand, do I need to kind of give in? Well, exactly. And I'm kind of off the the way of thinking that I don't, I'm not scared of embracing, you know, aging and I quite like, you know, the aging process. And I think that's a really beautiful thing in itself. Yeah. And so I thought, I just don't know if I have the ability to rock that look. Yeah. And do I wait until I'm really salt and pepper or do yeah. I wait until... Yeah, because it's hard because when you have only, let's say, 50% of yeah, your yeah. natural versus grey, it's quite hard to obviously see what it is when you've yeah. been colouring it for so long. You're like, what even does it look like? So mm. it's kind of, I always say, like, if you can, trying to 
you know, grow it out a little mm. bit, see yeah, what okay, you've got, okay. bringing out your appointments a little bit more, you get to see a bit more, your, like, hairstylist can see what to do, and there's so many yeah, different right. things out there now that can start blending greys so you're not fully covering them. There's, like, more of a blending kind of option instead of it being, like, a blanket classic oh, coverage. Okay. Yeah. There's always that, or, like, you're quite dark, so I wouldn't yeah, say that's it. I you want to go in into the foil department because that just brings a whole other land of... Oh, that's good to know because yeah. I was considering that. I thought, well, maybe it's a. Do I go start going blonde? But yeah. And that's so against what I am. It's yeah. like, well, then my brown hair would just come out so much. Yeah. So it's this real like yeah. I don't know what to it's do hard. at the moment. So and I'm I do have a lot of clients that are like, oh, but I'm so yeah. used to being a brunette. Like yes. I don't want to go because it's basically like a polar opposite. You're basically going from black to white. And a solid block color. Yeah. Like I've always been yeah. one color. I've never really had highlights yeah. or anything like that. And yeah. So a lot of the time, like, yeah. well, yeah, I'll kind of let my clients be like okay well we need to maybe wait eight weeks if you can get to eight weeks to see how much because that gives us about two centimeters of regrowth Mm -hmm. to look at and we can kind of see what you've got we can add foils in to break up like the Mm -hmm. heaviness of the color and start with that and start going lighter yeah um or you can just like embrace it a little bit and add like a foil approach in like you can add depth into your foils instead of it being a highlight so you just like slowly kind of start going more integrated with blending them yeah. and kind of adding a darker foil. Like if you're used to having depth, like yes, it is, yeah. it's a, it's a minefield. Like you don't really know what you want. Until you really you don't. Get and there. that's why, you know, we talk about yeah. what am I loving at the moment? I'm loving getting inspiration from silverhead models. Yeah. You know, people who are really stepping into that space and rocking it. And I yeah. think, you know what? Good on you. Like, yeah, that's that confidence to be able to go, yeah. okay, well, just embrace it and then, yeah. you know, mm. act confident no one will question you, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, they do, but who cares? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. whether or not you take their opinions on board. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, thank you. This turned into be more of a, con- <laughs> a consult for me. <laughs> yeah, honestly, good, it's just what we do. It's a good do. question. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because it's, I don't think people speak about it often enough. No. And it's like, you do get to that point in your life and you think, okay, I don't know what to do now. What do I do? Because yeah, I'm just kind of at doing, a crossroads. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe next yeah. week. Actually, I've got my hairdressing appointment on Tuesday. So <laughs> maybe yeah. I'll be great this yeah. time next week oh, yeah sometimes I um <laughs> I yeah I guess I just just ask yeah, yeah yeah just ask like hairdressers like are so used to sometimes like you're like oh all the same all the same and it is and nice to just every time yeah, yeah. and it's easy because you know what you're gonna get and you know the outcome and you know yeah. you're gonna feel good because that's what you're used to but I guess asking the question like should we in the long road I want to get there so yeah. should we start the process now and so it doesn't mean you have to go straight to like, grey yeah. tomorrow <laughs> yeah. you can just start the process so down the track yeah. you have an easier approach to letting it that's right because you've got long that. hair yeah and that's I think, like five years of well yeah growth. even then it's like okay well if I've got this idea in the back of my head of where I want to be in say 10 years maybe I need to start cutting my hair now and just sort of mapping out what that looks like yeah it's go, a journey yeah 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 exactly right yeah. so yeah that's where I'm currently at at the moment but I'm loving it in a way, <laughs> in a way too it's I not all bad yeah <laughs> I love that and I would say low thing you know what I think this has been happening for a little while I would just say heavy like in terms of makeup and beauty mm. and I've always been like this but I would just say like heavy heavy contouring yeah. I think I'm just I really take a natural approach to and minimal approach to kind of hair beauty fashion all that sort of thing so. heavy contouring if you look at the biggest um well-known famous makeup artists in Australia, they all hate it. Do they? Oh, yeah. God, yes. They just go, why? Yeah. And they don't like the big, heavy, crazy eyebrows either. They're yeah. just like, so 
And yeah, see, that was a massive out. moment, wasn't it? The really yeah, like, heavy. Oh, now I feel like yeah. it's fluffy, soft eyebrows. So I think we're mm. starting to get there and we're starting to turn away from that real blocked, yeah. heavy, cakey yeah. kind yeah. of look, which was so popular even a couple yeah. of years What's ago. The, um, so much makeup. Oh, it's, it's such a waste. <laughs> yeah, waste what is everyone saying? The clean girl era or whatever yeah, it is, like clean yeah, girl yeah. aesthetic. Like that's yeah. what it is. Like I've had clients who are like, I want to go more natural for my blonde. I've taken my eyelashes off. I don't have my nails yeah. on anymore. I'm not getting a fake tan. Like I just want to be mean. I'm like, awesome. I am all about that. Yeah. With the cost of living, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like understandable. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And so, I mean, I guess I'm seeing a lot of TikTok trends where people are going on and recreating filters with heavy, heavy contouring. Mm. And so that's interesting that they're still kind of highlighting that from a trend perspective. But, you know, maybe that's just a bit of fun now. It's not actually something that you would do like, day to day. Yeah, almost like costumey. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is now. It yeah. really is. And I think there's so many TikTok accounts who play into that and they yeah. create different characters and versions of, of themselves with their makeup. And they're using it almost now as kind of like a a play on makeup it's yeah. sort of something that you do more costume than you yeah. would take into your everyday life so yeah i'm with you on that one mm-hmm. yeah let's just get it out there all those wrinkly wrinkly, <laughs> wrinkly aging faces let's just i'm really embracing my age <laughs> like i'm going gray and i'm embracing the wrinkles. i'm, I'm putting it out so there young. i'm what going gray going <laughs> i'm embracing the lines let's do yeah that's the what era lines? i'm in at the moment. <laughs> i think lines are beautiful you know i once read this quote and it was something about Wrinkles uh, show that you've, you know, had a, you've been in the sun, that you've partied lots, that you've smiled lots, and you know what would your life be like without yeah. wrinkles? So I'm like, you know what? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm mm. all for it. Exactly. So. Yeah. Sorry. Long-winded answer. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. <laughs> good answers. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> oh, good. Beautiful. <laughs> How good. Well, we've obviously started talking about it already, but your business that you had opened up, you said about nine years ago, yes, was kind yeah. of the pinnacle of everything that you've kind of gotten to now yeah um and obviously shaped a lot of what you've done content wise and instagram wise and social media wise so explain to the listeners and us a bit more about it was called re repeat offender repeat offender yeah which i still love and you know what it makes me feel gutted because I still love the concept so so much and I can still see how in this day and age it's still so appropriate Mm. so I kind of and you know it honestly I just have to say that I'm so grateful to be chatting to you because Liz Liz, you really catapulted how I feel about the fashion industry because it's you who gave me the opportunity to work behind the scenes at Mercedes-Benz Fashion Festival and and that was my first sort of look into the fashion industry and you know this industry can be very cutthroat you know not very friendly but you made it really inviting and welcoming and a space that I was like you know what I'm I'm excited by this and I really want to be surrounded by this and without that I don't know if I would even be here so thank you from my point of view (laughs) mum's like yes yes anyway (laughs) yes keep saying yes yes I know I know tell me more from my point of view like I would have when I would do MBFF, I would have about 30 interns yes, yeah. okay, a week. Um, you still stand out. Oh, yeah. don't now, I'll cry. <laughs> now, there's a few reasons for that. Like, you can see how such a strong personality you are now. You're the same then. Yeah, oh, that's so yeah, nice yeah, to you know. Yeah, you Because I was going, why is she doing work experience with me? She just needs to go and bloody do it. Be on her own. <laughs> well, I, I got there eventually. Yeah, <laughs> there's a few women that have come to me or their mums has gone, can you have so-and-so do some work experience? And I'm like, 
No, she just needs to do it. Yeah. And Christy yeah. Nicolades is one of those. Yes, yeah. I love going, Christy. I'm going, no, she just needs to get going. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't need mentoring. She's bloody fabulous. Yeah, but like ask the questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like ask the questions when you need it. But like sometimes you just need a like a tribe behind you. Like that's you do, you what we always system. talk about yeah. is like having those people that are like, you just got to do it. Like I'm here if you need, you know, me to answer some questions yes. or help you. Yeah. But like just go do it. Like and I was talking to, to hold, a yeah, it? I was talking yeah. to a client about it the other day. I'm like, I think this generation's really funny at the moment because they're so like, oh, I want to do this, but that's it. Like they don't yes. actually want to maybe do the hard work of getting there. Mm. And I think that's so what's true. really, but like not but in the meanest way. It's just different. But don't know how to start. And yeah. then what yeah. it is it's courage? Just yeah. Yeah. Do it. yeah, and like <laughs> yeah, ask the questions. Go. Be annoying. Like mm. everyone is going to either embrace you or not yes. if you're going to be annoying and ask the questions. Like, you just have to be like, hi, I'm here, hi, I'm here. Yeah. Like, I'm, Put yourself yeah, out there. like, just try yeah. and see what happens. And if you don't succeed, then move and do something different. Yeah, I so agree. And this <laughs> pivot. Is, yeah, pivot. <laughs> pivot. And, you know, what? We'll talk about pivoting. This is why I wanted to bring this up because we talk about repeat offender and yeah. my, I guess, career as a stylist started way before that. It started going backstage at MBFF. And it was just, you know, I, I dipped my hand into that and then I went into commercial styling on photo shoots and then visual merchandising into retail and mm. and then, you and know... All run, of that is All great. of that, yeah. yes. And so yeah. I had to do that, though. I had to kind of dip in and out and put my fingers into everything to find out what I was passionate about myself. Yeah. And so I did everything in mm. the beginning. And like you say, I really put myself out there. I volunteered and just tried to learn as much as I could about every aspect of styling and fashion because it's huge. Like, it's mm. a minefield out mm. there and I really found I guess my passion and purpose in personal styling and making people feel good about themselves yeah. and so that's kind of where I started to head I kind of thought okay well I, I appreciate and respect photo shoots and that side of thing I love that I still love a good magazine but I really love that personal one-on-one -on -one connection so I headed down that space first and I started freelancing and you know, going into women's homes and doing wardrobe edits and consults and loved that. And so from there, Repeat Offender was born. So it all kind of started prior to Repeat Offender. Mm. And the whole concept came about was because I have just this real passion for repeat dressing, actually wearing your clothes and not just saving them for special occasions, mm. which, you know, so many of my clients did. And I saw that when I was wardrobe editing. I was like, well, look at all these amazing clothes. Why aren't you wearing them? Like, yeah. you know, wear that beautiful dress during the day. Every day is a special occasion. Yeah. Yeah. And it baffled me that they weren't doing that. Plus, also through those consults, they had so many pieces in their wardrobe that they were like, I don't know how to wear this. Yeah. And they just wore it the same way you know, they wore the same outfit because that was all they knew. And I sort of thought, well, have you thought about putting this and this together? And they thought, oh, no. Mm. And so, yeah, the cog started to tick yeah. over and I was like, oh, I can see, yeah, how, how this is going to unfold in a e-commerce sort of online space. And so I started Repeat Offender and the whole concept behind it was it was a really small edited collection of pieces so just say it was mostly centered around wardrobe staples so jeans basic t-shirts a blazer like a really versatile dress and it was a small edit of items but the photo shoots were where it sort of came into its own so we would do photo shoots that had say a pair of jeans but it would be styled with every piece from the mm. online store to show people that oh okay like you could wear it with that you could wear it with that da, 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 da. and so the whole purpose of the store was to show how you can continuously wear your wardrobe staples yeah. and get as much wear out of it which gosh like I look at 
the way things are now, I'm like, damn it, I was so ahead of my time. Yeah, you were. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. But it's still probably shaped to what you do now, right? Oh, hugely. Yeah. I'm still so, yeah, I love all of that, that whole concept. But, you know, we talk about why did that end? And here I was with a six-month-old baby. Yeah. I still really had this passion for, you know, passion for fashion. That sounds a bit cringy, but it's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. It was really true. And I still wanted that identity for myself. I was a new mum, but I just didn't want to shut that side of myself away. I didn't want, you know, I wanted to work too and have yeah. something for me as well. And so I started up this e-commerce store, but honestly, and it was selling. Like I had personal styling clients who were my customers and they yeah. were like loved it and lapped it up and, and the stock was going, but... I'm not sure what you would know, Liz. When you have an e-commerce store, you buy seasons in advance and it is Mm. not cheap. Like I think it was about $5,000 a minimum order for one brand. And I think we stock, well, we, it was me. (laughs) Me doing every man's There was five different people, but it was all me. (laughs) It was all me. Welcome to my world. I I wear many hats. I was doing the job of 10. It felt like a team. (laughs) You're like, oh, Oh, I'm tired. And so I think I had at that stage, (laughs) I had about six brands. And so, you know, do the math. That was $30,000 for Mm. one season. And so here I am. It's commitment. Sinking all of this money into buying from these brands. And then you're having to sell the stock, which the stock just wasn't selling as fast as I needed it to, because Mm. then I had to buy for the next season. Here I was just sinking money and I thought oh my goodness mm. and so there's a hashtag in that be careful what you wish for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes that is exactly what it is mm. and so I thought oh no I really need to get the word out there yes the stock is selling but not fast enough I need mm. more customers what do I do and so I went down this whole route of you know throwing money at every marketing strategy I had a PR agency Facebook ads SEO everything mm, yeah. just to see what would stick mm. and it just collapsed I, I honestly thought just I was sinking so much money into these things and I just couldn't sustain it. Marketing in itself was a full-time job that I just didn't, I'd underestimated a hundred percent. So yeah, still love the concept, but I just, yeah, I don't know. It makes me sad to think that, you know what, one day I might (laughs) bring that back, but yeah, yeah, it just, but like you learn from those kind of, there's a few strategies around that. So many lessons. So, you know, having affiliates with brands and Mm -hmm. so you get a cut. Oh, basically. <laughs> I had none of those relationships. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now you now you look at it and go, I wonder if I could have set that up. Oh, so you gosh. don't have the yeah, burden. Absolutely. And you make some money out of it. And yeah. plus then you've got your, your styling clients. Yeah. I and mean, doing drop shipping, ways. things like drop that, shipping. where they send the mm. product from their warehouse yeah. instead of sending everything to me. Yeah. And yeah. So there's mm. so many things that I could have done differently now yeah. in, in hindsight looking back. So. But it's still an, um, a monstrous job. Oh, oh, yeah. Humongous. And here I was, <laughs> one person with a newborn going, I can do it. Like, that's so my mentality as yeah. it is. I'm like, I can do anything, which is works in my favour sometimes. I think sometimes. the three of us do have I can do it written all yeah, over it. Yeah. It. Sometimes it works and sometimes we learn many lessons <laughs> yes. along the way. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of how Repeat Offender came into it and honestly the whole concept of, even now when I work with my clients, it's like my main objective is to really get them to wear their clothes and love the clothes that they have and experiment and play and just never sort of let that mindset go don't Mm. get stuck in the just the wearing the same thing over and over and over again you're like me you can read a wardrobe oh gosh it tells a story yes it does wardrobes 
have so many stories behind them. And I do miss that aspect of it because, as you know, I've really Mm. transitioned online now. So I do miss the the wardrobe editing and, you know, that face-to-face. But I still have that interaction with my clients now. We just do things on an online basis now, which still feels amazing. And it's worked brilliantly. It's allowed me to, I guess, help other countries like yeah. my clients are over in Ireland and Scotland and yeah, you know Canada which I could never have done that if I just stayed face to face which is feels pretty cool too yeah mm. so you've obviously started kind of going into more of an online side so tell us about how that started well it started purely because when I was doing my face-to-face consults in people's homes I thought to myself there's got to be a way that I can reach more people because Brisbane is Brisbane you know (laughs) it's it's kind of small in that sense and Mm. I just thought I feel like and this is kind of when Instagram started taking off and I thought there's people who are consuming my content that I can't help and that feels a bit strange yeah. in itself. It feels kind of like you're like, oh, I feel like I'm hiding stuff from yeah. you. Yeah, and at, the, at mm. that time I was referring stylists who I knew of in their country or their state and I thought, oh, gosh, it sucks that I can't help them because yeah. I, I want to. Yeah. And so um, I sort of think maybe at that time I disrupted the industry because that was not a thing. Mm. It was kind of like, no, personal styling is face-to-face and yeah. that's it's how personal. it's done. It's yeah. personal, yeah. exactly right. And now I look at like personal training, which is what I do, and it's like, well, everyone online these days yeah it's kind of how it's evolved and grown so I came up with the concept of doing online personal styling consults now what this was at the time was this massive report Mm. and I used to sit there and write out this report and in that report it had you know more commonly the best clothing styles and colors for your skin tone and body shape and da 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 and I would have these big paragraphs that I would write out it was a mammoth job and it took so long but I just wanted to get it to them I wanted to help them and so I continued to do it but it continued to grow Mm. like they would tell their friends and they're like look at this amazing report I've got and they're like oh and so word of mouth kind of grew and I thought there's something here although that's not sustainable to put that amount of effort and work <laughs> and scale Seems like this. a common uh, thing that you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. You're like, See? I like just a lot of work. <laughs> I'm my own worst enemy. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good because you're like, okay, I need to really slimline this. <laughs> and I just have always had such a big desire to help people yeah. and I'm someone who just tends to go about things the hardest possible way. Yeah. If there's an easy way, I'm like, oh, why, why would you do it like that yeah. when you can just sit here and slog it out <laughs> for so long? And so I've really had to change that mentality and so now my my online styling consults are so different all over zoom it's screen sharing my mm. screen so we can have mood boards and i've got a whole heap of physical color swatches and i've scanned them in so they're all digital so it looks completely different yeah. now I've, I've somehow managed to really streamline it mm. but the concept is still there and mm. i'm just tinkering away you know year after year in business and trying to find out how to better my service and better the product itself but yeah i'm just really at a stage at the moment where i I think I've nailed it, finally, Mm. after all these years. But like I said, you know, go back to MBFF. This is like 13 years Mm. in the making to get to this point. Huge. Lots of pivoting. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, but, like, you got to learn and kind of grow from those, let's not say mistakes, but just, like, speed bumps in the road Mm. um, to get to where you are now where you're like, okay, yeah, I feel like I've really, like, 
all the things I've learned have made me the way that I am today. Oh, everything. And you know what? I can look at everything that I have done in the past and think to myself, I can see now how I have used something from every single part of that process. But I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it wild? And that's good. I think that's what our industry is kind of based off. It's like Mm -hmm. you're never not learning and Mm -hmm. you're never not looking back at where you've come from. Mm -hmm. And you need to do that to be like, look how far I've come. Yeah, hugely. Like lives that I've changed. You do understand that the way we're talking is not how everyone thinks. Yeah, a lot of people can't self-assess. That's so true. (laughs) Or assess their behaviour. That's why we're in... What we do, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, that's why we're so good at what yeah. we do. Right? Well, like everyone has their superpower. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and that's what and we I say. These are our superpowers. Not being yeah. scared to pivot and adapt, especially yeah. in you know the social media online space that we're in. Because if I just had the mentality of no, this is how it's done, I wouldn't be doing what I am now because yeah. I would be stuck in that sure. mindset. So yeah, I think that works in your favour. To as scary as it is yeah. to take on mm. something new and to to take the risk. I think, you know, what have you got to lose, honestly? <laughs> um, I think it's really amazing how much psychology is involved in dressing. Oh, it's my favourite topic. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, someone said to me recently, like, I'm glad you brought that up, Oh, actually. my goodness. How long do we have? <laughs> well, someone said to me recently, oh, don't you hate all of that sort of side of it? No, oh, it's actually no. my favourite yeah. bit. That is. It's yeah. in well, like it's in hair too and mm. beauty. Oh, like, um, hugely. And mm. that excites me so much. Like I get goosebumps even just no, at the thought of it. so cute. I truly <laughs> think that fashion is a wellness tool. Yeah. And I really love the concept of like encloth cognition and that clothes change your, your entire mood and the yeah. way that you feel. And I'm so passionate about sharing that. And, you know, I've, I've been through times in my life where I've felt the lowest of lows, you know, postpartum and just stages, you know, of your life where you just don't feel your best. Yeah. And it's always been fashion that has mm. turned that around for me. Sure. Yeah. Prioritizing that time for myself and actually allowing that time to get dressed, put an effort in. And then I'm like, why wasn't I doing this? I yeah. would just put the same, you know, stuff on. And I yeah. felt terrible. So, not so much these days, but when I was in my office downstairs, because I work off the back deck now, um, I, the girls would come past and I'd have a tiara on. Or a, <laughs> yeah, a oh my God. Big Literally, like, that was and my childhood. I'm like, Mummy, you never, okay? They never <laughs> so bat an eyelid. Yeah. Everyone goes, no, she's just lifting her spirits oh but you know what i think but like your office is madness like there's literally like feathers like pom-poms like that. gloves like i'd walk in and i'd like ella and i would just sit there and we'd just start like playing with like the jewelry that mum just got from a door or like literally we'd be like play dress ups but like in mum's office like it was so much but fun it's like this here in my wardrobe yeah. that's what inside my head looks like yeah <laughs> It's just rainbows and unicorns. and But you know what? Looking at you, for example, Evie, look at what you do now. And I see this with Scarlett, my daughter. She watches my every move. And I can see that I've got a 10-year-old daughter and a 6-year-old son. And I always say my daughter's here to learn from me. And, you know, it's so obvious. Enzo, my little boy, he's here to love me. Like, he idolises me. Whereas I can see Scarlett just watches everything I do. She yeah. soaks it all in. And you sitting there in a tiara, flamboyant. <laughs> like, that's just proving to your girls that, you know, have fun. Inject yeah. a bit of personality. Don't be scared. I've been thinking about energy that oh, people bring. energy, yeah. yeah. A lot lately. Yeah. And oh, I don't know. There was something that triggered all of this in, you know, that I'd seen. And I was going... 
that's what I've always liked about that person. Mm-hmm. It's not, mm. you know, the way they look. It's that energy they bring when they walk it. in the yeah. room. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. such a big energy person. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I feel, like, as soon as you walk into a room, you can feel if someone's like, mm, I'm not sure, not little, sure about or them. Yeah. Or instantly you're like, this is a good egg. We're going to yeah. get along. Yeah. yeah. It does. It filters through <clears throat> the air. I actually, this has worked really well because I have been doing mentor sessions um, with a business coach with my work because I've just become a manager at my salon and he just went through like a lot of the mind body and soul and energy Mm -hmm. side of things so he did this amazing like we're over zoom and he's like oh for this lesson today can you get a piece of string and a key and I was like okay random sure like so (laughs) we're sitting there and he's like okay we'll put the string around and have the key hanging below and like put it above your head and he's like so just hold it make sure it's sitting still he goes from me here in Melbourne I want you to focus on that key and it's going to move back and forth. And I was like, okay, this is really like saying still. <laughs> and it started moving back and forth. No And he's way. like, okay, now I want it to go anti-clockwise. And so then it started going anti-clockwise. Like he's on Zoom telling us this. What you and he's focus like, on. I'm projecting my energy and believing that what I say will make sure that you do it. So his energy of just being like, yeah, it's going to go. Yep. And it's it going to do it. And me, you know, obviously it's psychological. Yeah. It will do it. So it was so Quick, wild. Quick, let's do it. But no, it was so wild. And like, it's giving me chills because even I was like, literally like, it is about, yeah. if you go, we're going to have a great day today. You will have we're a We're going to feel amazing. Day. Like, let's go put, you know, that outfit you wore the other day. Let's put that on. Let's go out tonight. Yeah. Let's go have like, you know, a nice time together. You're going to be like, hell yeah, I want to do that. Oh, yeah. I find it also fascinating. It's so good. There's been so many, uh, there's been a lot of research, I should say, into the science behind clothes. And as you mm. said, it just yeah. excites me so much. And it's been proven that if you feel anxious and depressed, you'll naturally gravitate towards dark, like grays, yeah. like real kind of dull colors. And on the flip side of that, if you were to go for a job interview, say, for instance, and you put on a really strong masculine blazer you feel really confident within yourself more often than not it's the the woman who dresses like that who gets the job because Mm. they just portray that that energy about themselves that confidence about themselves which i just think as humans you can feel i would say women a lot of women do that they feel like they need to shrink themselves themselves because and especially women who don't feel good about themselves on the inside and they Mm. feel like they yeah really just have to shrink themselves and not be seen which is so sad i think if you Mm. change that around and if you start to change your external Mm. self Mm. then the internal will just follow yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's like doing all your like power poses before you go into an interview and like Mm -hmm. you know you might not feel great but like smile it works and like doing your power pose and being like I've got this. Yeah. It's going to change your mindset whether you feel like, oh, God, I do not have this. I do not have this. Oh, like, you yeah. just got to be See, nice to yourself. when you get older, it's a lot easier, maybe. <laughs> not, it isn't, Mum. You say that, but I don't think a lot of people would agree. Like, yeah. people are all different. Oh, yeah. And, so. you know, talking about what do you loathe when it comes to fashion, I think that's something else I really loathe is that people still consider it quite superficial, mm. whereas... I can, I can see that side of it. I can yeah. see why they think the beauty and fashion industry is superficial. But I think once you've been in our shoes and you see the huge impact these tiny little things that you do throughout the day have, it is so much more yeah. than that. You have quite a great approach that's the three kind of steps, yeah, yeah. I guess, like fashion, nutrition and well-being. Yeah. Mm. So I guess talk us through... Which is unusual, isn't no, it? No, <laughs> it's not. I think that's 
not unusual at all. I think well, that's perfect. Speaking right? about how how all of that came about, yeah. so I'm of the mindset now that I really truly believe that it takes a three way approach to achieve true confidence. Yeah. And for a woman anyway. Yeah. And how this has come about is because, again, when I first started social media, I was posting, you know, pictures of my outfits and things like that. And I was only doing fashion at this stage. But then I would receive comments and messages from women saying, well, you know, it's all well and good for you because you're a size whatever I was at the time. But it was always that comment. Yeah. It was like, oh, it's good for you. Like, yeah. good on you. I can't do that. And I'm like, well, They're kind actually, of putting you down as well. Well, like, yeah. Oh, I was like, sorry, I'm a my size. All the time. And <laughs> yeah. you know what? For a very long time there I all but that says a lot about themselves yeah hugely and I know that now and I used to think to myself I wish I was a bigger person so I could show people that you can do what I'm doing which is is weird isn't it and even now with what I do one of the first people that I'm going to hire when my team gets big enough is someone who is a different body shape to me purely so I can show that you know, it's, it's not so, just me yeah. because it's been such a common thing. Yeah, I only dress my size. Oh, awesome. So we'll never yeah, get but any all bigger of my in business. Like, are different yeah, to me. why would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, that's crazy in itself and yeah. a whole other conversation. But I was noticing and getting a lot of these comments and I thought, well, you know what? I actually put a lot of time and effort into what I eat, how I exercise, like my well being and wellness. And so. Mm. That's got a lot to say for how what you see on the outside as well. But I wasn't showing that side of things. I was only showing the fashion. So I thought to myself, well, maybe I might just show, like, you know, how what I like to eat and the yeah. exercise I'm doing. And as soon as I started to do that, I started to see, well, you know, people who generally care about themselves on the outside care about how they feel on the inside too. And I thought, there's something here. Yeah. And people were starting to really enjoy that type of content. And they're like, oh, okay. So you do put a bit of effort into... Yeah. And that's more because it's probably what you feel in the core of your yeah, being as well. I just want well. to feel good. Yeah. Not just externally, but yeah. internally as well. And so that's sort of where the idea stemmed from. And so from there, I went into health coaching, which is basically just learning a really back-to-basics approach to nutrition. Mm. And, you know, all of my clients to date are very overwhelmed, confused about nutrition. So it's yeah, not, you know... so I'll, many, like, oh, diets and oh, fads and stuff It's still, also so <laughs> much untruths that you see on yeah. social media. And anyone can dish yeah. out advice you know if someone's feeling great one day on this they're like oh this is what you know everyone has to do everyone has to jump on this and so what I do is really just helping people go back to basics flooding out all of the noise and just going back to what makes them feel good Mm. so it's not you know I'm not qualified in terms of giving meal plans and very specific things I just want to help people feel good and that, that really is going back to basics, what yeah. we all know we should be doing, yeah. but we're not doing it. Yeah. And so that's kind of the nutrition side of things. And then the personal training side of things was I've always loved moving my body, but it's always come from a mental health perspective yeah. over anything else because yeah. I've you know, suffered with anxiety and whatnot for most of my life. And so that was like a coping mechanism for yeah. me. And so I would exercise and just move my body, especially after children, because I found like that was my little outlet. I felt, I felt like me, but if I really wanted to feel good, and this is where the three-way approach came yeah. into what I felt, you know, it's interesting because I've worked with clients who look incredible on the exterior, like they know how to put an outfit together, but they feel kind of terrible on the inside. And then I, on the vice versa, I've worked with clients mm-hmm. who feel amazing on the inside, but lack the kind of styling know-how to, to portray that on the outside. Yes. And I just thought, this is where I want to be. I want to do the 
you know, inside and outside yeah. and help women feel really great with both. And so mm. I fell in love with exercise and I used it, as I said, in the early days as a coping mechanism for myself. Mm. And then I just thought, you know what, I want to learn more about this, yeah. maybe selfishly, but now I'm using that to my advantage and I've gone ahead and have done my personal training qualification, Pilates, reformer Pilates qualification. And now I'm like, I can see how it all fits now. Yeah. I, yeah. All of my clients. Like holistic approach. And you know what is yeah. interesting? When I was helping clients just from a personal training perspective, I mean, a lot of women would come to me, let's face it, to lose weight more often than not. And so here I was getting them to a stage where they were achieving their goals and yet they had no idea how to dress for that body shape. Mm. And mm. I thought, this does not sit well with me. I am not okay with them having a wardrobe full of clothes that they don't fit anymore. They feel not confident at all because now they've got this new this new body and That's zest like of life yeah. and they don't know how to portray that on the yeah. outside. But also, yeah. like looking back at those clothes is probably like that's what I used yes. to be. And, like, and that's not good, like, yeah. you know. I mean, in some aspect maybe. But, yeah, I just sort of thought, oh, I feel, really feel like I've found my niche in terms of I want to help people feel fantastic from the inside through to the outside. Mm. And, yeah, I've never been happier oh, taking awesome. that three-way approach. And you can approach. show, like, yeah, you're so passionate about speaking oh. about it. And that <laughs> is yep. the number one thing. Like, people mm-hmm. will, like, we just talk about energy. Like, yes. you're showing that you're so passionate about this. People are like, I want to jump on that bandwagon. Yeah. Like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? Yeah. That's probably the one comment I received the most is that my energy is the best thing about yeah. myself, both. I've got so much energy. You know, <laughs> I do things the hard way. But I guess energetically... Too, they can. They're like it's just you know palpates yeah. out out from yeah. you, which is it's the great. good thing. Like mm. if you're gonna leave a mark on this world and that be the mark, like that's pretty awesome, oh. right? Hard to portray online yeah. though. Oh, I think found... you're achieving that. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> yeah. Gosh, yes. I just think oh, when people meet me, it's often they often sort of say, oh my gosh, like you're so down to earth, and I think yeah. online I try to be too professional, and oh. so it kind of doesn't portray my whole. Sense yeah, of, sense of self. <laughs> yeah, I really need yeah, to. Yeah, but that work. just comes with time as well. Yeah. And like, it's hard to like because you see all the getting bigger and getting mm. more following. You see the downsides yes. of what that yeah. can cause as well. But you kind of just have to be like, well, you either take me or you don't. Yeah. <laughs> you either love me yeah. or you don't. Like, yeah. and you know people what? Are I gonna think hate it, it or love it. Oh gosh, yeah. And yeah. now I'm so about that mindset. Yeah. But I still think I need to do it more. I need to just get on there and be a hundred percent myself. Mm. Not. I think it stems from a little bit of I don't want to call it trauma, but. I guess when I started in this industry, I was very young. And Mm. so a lot of my clients were older Mm. than I was. And for a very, very, very long time, I was so scared to tell them my age for fear of them thinking, well, you know, you've had no experience. How do you know what you're talking about? And I still get those thoughts every now and again. So for a really... imposter syndrome. It is, yeah, to to the extreme. it goes the other way. So looking at, you know, other stylists, like I'll get the older ladies and the younger girls will get the young mums. Yeah, 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 not, yeah. Not across the board. Yeah, but, but, but that's yeah. where they gravitate. If you were to take they a identify. broad view of So it'll, it'll turn around at some oh. stage. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited for that era because yeah. I think I spent so long being so fearful of telling people my age, mm. for one, and I think... I thought, well, you know, if I show up online as really polished and professional, then I'll feel older than, I'll come across older than what I am. I think you're overthinking it. I know. (laughs) The story of my life. But it's funny (laughs) because you talk about, I guess, how people do that to themselves and Mm -hmm. then you're kind of just doing it to yourself. Yeah, exactly. But you kind of just have, like, 
I'm only 25 and yeah. very young in the sense of how far I see but myself I say going. only 25. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only 25 because I've got a lot of years to go yeah, where yeah, I want to yeah. conquer this world. But um, I've always felt the same where I was like, I finished my apprenticeship when I was 19. So yes. I was doing people's hair as a senior yep. at 19. So like, look, if a 19 year old came up to you and was like, oh, I'm going to do your hair today, you're probably like, <laughs> what? Really? Like, Are you and qualified? I would get it all the time. So I would, I would say I was twenty one yeah, or twenty two. So I'd up my age, and then now I'm twenty five. I'm like, oh well, people are still giving me the same shit now. That's so <laughs> at twenty five. So why was I even worrying? Mm-hmm. Like, people are either gonna be like, you do a good job at my hair, or then they're, they're not gonna like you. Most mm. of the time, I'm yeah. glad that people like me. Yeah. But I'll, they'll be like, oh, so how long have you been doing this? I've been doing it for ten years. Yeah. They're like, what? I was like, well... Started when I was a fetus. <laughs> I came out of the womb combing hair. No. But in a sense, it's like, true because I think do it. in the creative industry, mm. you, you, I mean, styling is a learnt skill as well. Yeah. But I think you're either born that way inclined and yeah. have that vision and that capability. Yeah. And, you know, that just can't be... You can't hide that. Yeah. And whether or not you hone in on that from a young age, well... You know, forgive me I if can, I figured that out I early. Yeah, exactly. I and that's what I say. Being. I just knew. I always yeah. knew I wanted to be a hairdresser. I always knew I wanted to be in this space. Like, from the get-go, I was like, I want to shoot for competitions. I want to yeah, yeah, be see. in an editorial yeah. fashion sense. Like, I want to be in a salon. I want to have a full mm-hmm. book column. If you don't manifest that stuff, then what what goals do you have? Yeah. So I just I had big more. goals. Mm-hmm. From I've a young age. So <laughs> I, I picked Evie as a hairdresser when she was about 12. Yeah. And so her sister would have friends over going to dances and I'd go and I'd be I'd be <laughs> doing their hair and giving them some lip gloss, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I'd go, oh, Evie, here's some sectioning clips and a, and a curling wand or straightener or whatever it was. I can't do it all by myself. I completely oh, set her up. Wow. And she'd go, I don't know how to do it. I went, just do what I'm doing. And yeah, and then cut. I overpassed you and you were like, oh, I need to learn how to do this yeah, braid. Yeah, can you teach and me And then I was like, this? teaching you how to do this braid. <laughs> She and got obsessed by brain. Yeah. And then Jeffrey Herberg was at our house prepping mm. for a shoot. And oh, I said, I've got a pin girl for you. And Evie, come and help Jeffrey. And she watched what he was doing and fell completely in oh. love with the craft. Mm. Oh, we watched her fall in love. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because he's such a beautiful hairdresser. Yeah. yeah. He's such a sweetie. Yeah. So and how does that feel for up. you, Liz, to have, you know, really a family full of super, like, super creatives as well? Well, well you quite, come from a family of not. Oh, Not really? Awesome. My older sister's a computer programmer. Yeah, so wow. Yeah. Um, you know, if I was to look at all the, the logical, analytical yeah. side of having a business, that's been where I've really had to put the most work. Mm. I feel like mm. the creative stuff just comes quite naturally, yeah. whereas I really have to sit down, get in the right frame of mind, yeah. because that doesn't come easy to me it's you know you can't just put your head in the sand because you're not going to go anywhere in business if you don't if you aren't over all of that yeah, yeah. but yeah definitely doesn't come as easy as the shiny fancy yeah. polished stuff yeah <laughs> small business it's, so I guess like looking back you've obviously yeah. like talked about all the amazing things that you've been able to do and do in your career now what advice would you kind of give to yourself if you could tell your younger self like <laughs> oh my goodness I would say don't be scared to pivot Mm. because I think where I am today has purely come from being okay to let something that I've poured so much time and energy into. And, you know, a lot of people get, get stuck there too Mm. because they have invested so much time Mm. and energy and potentially finances into something. And that's a hard pill to swallow. And a lot of people stay there when they have that, little feeling inside Mm. kind of telling them you know you shouldn't be doing this or this is you know this you should be 
going and seeking something else out. Yeah. And I've had many of those moments, like Repeat Offender, where I sunk so much money into that business with a young family. I still have guilt about it today, but my husband at the time was like so supportive and just mm. like, you need to do what what makes you happy. And I could have stayed there and tried to make that thing work, and yeah. to, but I didn't. I was like, you know what, as soon as I got that that feeling inside, I was so quick to shut it down. Mm. I'm really quick to fail fast and get back up and move on to the next thing. Yeah, and I think, I love yeah, that fail fast. Yeah you, yeah, you honestly, I think you have to. You can't just sit in that ick because then, you know, who's that, who's that helping? That's not helping you. That's not helping yeah. anybody else. And so I've gone, okay, well, that didn't work next. Yeah. That didn't so work I've, next. I've yeah. got a bit of a mantra and that's I will not be defined by negativity. Mm, I love that. And if you go, okay, this is not working, um, yeah, but so I'm not going to let it bring me that. down. Yes, yeah. yeah. So people going to be like, oh, well, like, what are you going to do next? Like, oh, I think everyone, you know what I mean? You know, most like, people are like that. And they look at you like, oh, like, it didn't work out. Like, what? You're and a it's failure. like, yeah, what am I going to do next? Because yeah. I'm so excited that I yeah. learned from that and I'm going to do something amazing. Yes, and I've always had that mentality. It's like, I'm not scared to fail. Yeah. If anything, it's like, okay, well, I've learned from that. What's mm. next? Yeah. It's not that I sort but of sit there and But you've got to understand that what you were doing is an entrepreneurial thing. And there's many failures during entrepreneurial. I've failed so many times Endemic. myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's part of it's part of it. Yeah, that's so true. You yeah. can't expect to go into a business of your own and not expect to fail. I think that's setting you up for failure. Yeah, but yeah honestly, if I had to sit myself down, mm. I would just say continue you got to it, fail kid. fast. <laughs> yeah. 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 Get back on to the next thing. If something yeah, doesn't yeah. work out, trust your gut. Yeah. Trust that, you know, that inkling is it's time to move on. Yeah. Don't just sit There's there. There's so many people out there on a wage. Just mm-hmm. trying and having a go is momentous. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's to be commended. And you don't know what you know. Closing one door, they say you know, mm. close one door, another one opens. But it's so true. If Sometimes you, just... you have to open it yourself. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But you yeah. just don't know what's on the other side of that door if you don't mm. do it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I would yeah. say yeah. Listen to that little inkling. The, yeah. Whatever it is, the fire in your belly, your gut instinct, whatever you want to call it, it yeah. sits yeah. there for the a spidey reason. senses. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay. So where can people find you and all your information? I would say Philby Look. I've got my Instagram account, which is just at Philby Look. I have the Philby Look podcast website. It's all under Philby Look. PhilbyLook dot com. Yeah. And yeah, you'll you'll find multiple branches yeah. <laughs> from that space. Yeah, I love yeah. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. been so much fun. We could talk for days. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like I'm set <laughs> in this chair yeah. now. It's molded around me. You're like, I'll just pick a few outfits out and I'll yeah. go. <laughs> I could stay in this space all day long. Honestly, mm. thank you so much for having me. I love what you're doing. I love the, the mother-daughter duo, having a daughter myself. I just think that is super, super special. And mm. yeah. yeah, who knows? Maybe one day I'll join forces yeah. with Scarlett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she she's learning from <laughs> She could be the first person I hire. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Love it. Yeah. Gorgeous. Thank Love you it. so much. Yeah, thank you. Wow, that was such a good interview. It was so nice to sit down and chit chat with the fabulous Alicia. She had so many great points and it was so awesome to really deep dive into the side about how fashion and feeling good on the outside and having amazing outfits and clothes 
beauty really can make you feel good on the inside. So it was really fun to talk about this and this is our last interview for the season. So I think we ended on a really beautiful note and we hope you got a lot out of this. You can find everything on our website for some more information and we can't wait to see what we have installed for next season. Head to our website, Golden Gals. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find yourself listening to this podcast. We've had such a beautiful season with you guys and so much amazing feedback. Go back, listen to the style series, find which one you are. And we have one more episode to go before the end. So just wait and we'll be there. We have one more style series to go. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We will see you next time. Bye.